Hello, good day, and welcome to the LMA's Body of Knowledge podcast series. The Body of Knowledge, created by the Legal Marketing Association, is the only foundational resource for professional development in the legal marketing and business development industry. This series explores how each Body of Knowledge domain guides your role, firm, and industry. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Cheers. Hello, and welcome to the LMA Body of Knowledge podcast series. During our time together, we will dive into some of the trends we see today in technology management, a domain outlined in the Body of Knowledge produced by the Legal Marketing Association. My name is Julie Kaplan, and I am the Regional Marketing Business Development and Communications Director at Greenberg Traurig. Prior to joining GT, I was with Perkins Coie for 14 years, most recently as the Director of Marketing Technology and Operations. I participated on the Educational Advisory Committee and was a part of the team that helped to put together the LMA BOK, or Body of Knowledge. Richard? Hi, I'm Richard Marsway. Um, I'm the Director of Marketing uh, at Chaffee Ray, Hewer & Weiss, a 110-attorney law firm located in Michigan. Prior to that, I worked for 10 and a half years for Honickman in Detroit, which is about a 270-attorney firm. Um, I work with practices and attorneys to develop, implement, and track uh, results of customized business development plans, facilitate business development education and training to attorneys in order to develop and improve their business development uh, skill set. Uh, I'm a member of the LMA Midwest Regional Board, where I serve as a treasurer-elect. I am also co-chair of the Midwest Legal Marketing Technology Conference. Adam? I'm Adam Stock. I'm Chief Marketing and Client Services Officer at Allen Matkins. We're a 200 insurance law firm based in California. Uh, I'm responsible for uh, all the marketing and business development for our firm. Uh, I, prior to uh, being at Allen Matkins, I was CMO at Dorsey & Whitney, an AMLA 100 firm. Uh, I also uh, have been very involved in the Legal Marketing Technology Conference. Prior to being in legal, I worked at several technology companies um, for over 15 years and uh, have really tried to focus on how we use technology to help us do our jobs better. Um, I'm also involved in uh, several efforts in uh, legal industry standards. Thank you, Richard and Adam. This should be a lively discussion today. I really appreciate it. All right, into our first question. Adam, last March, you talked about the essential technologies for law firm marketers and about the role of a chief marketing technologist. Can you refresh us on your predictions and let us know what, if anything, has changed since then? Sure. Well, you know, uh, the, the whole idea of the legal marketing technologist actually came out of uh, uh, Forster, um, where they had predicted back four or five years ago that by 2017, where we are now, the CMO would spell, spend more on technology than the CIO. And if you really see where we've come in the last five years, um, there are really amazing technologies that um, help us do our job better. And I think the theme that you're going to see is that uh, what we do in marketing, which is largely communication um, and uh, partially business development and uh, many other aspects uh, of communication, have all become very technical. The way we communicate is not by sending out emails and direct mailers. It's by doing things in social media. It's by building websites. It's by sending email. 
It's by looking at analytics to understand what our clients do. It's by analyzing the patterns of um, our customers. And we've certainly all seen that. There's definitely a push to be a lot more data-driven. And so what that means for anyone who is in marketing is that they need to, if they want to be successful, they've got to be more technical. But as we start to implement big systems, um, we actually need technology people on our team, and that's where the idea of the legal marketing technologist came from. It was really in, uh, in Gartner's article, they talked about the fact that we all know that we need to get there, but we may or may not have the skill set. So if you as a CMO do not have the skill set, then you should, um, you should look at having a legal marketing technologist, or you certainly should have legal, legal technology specialists who manage the different systems so that you can communicate to your, your audience. Thanks, Adam. Richard, anything to add to that question? No, I, I, I think Adam uh, answered that very well, and uh, all the things that he talked about are the things we're hoping and trying to do here at uh, Chaffee, which is all a firm. All right, thanks. All right, on to Richard. How do you leverage data from the marketing technology that you're actually using? And can you talk a little bit about what specific marketing technology you're using? So here at uh, Jaffe, there's only two people here in our marketing uh, group, and we call it marketing, but it encompasses business development as well. So the marketing is the communication side, the events planning, and all of that. The other side of it is the business development piece on it with, of it, which is the most critical part um, in our activities. And in terms of the type of data we use, uh, one of the big things uh, I've tapped into when I came here is to utilize our financial data to be able to spot opportunities within, with our current client base to see where there might be abilities for us to cross out to the, our, our clients and thereby increase the depth of services uh, with uh, that particular client. So we're very actively engaged in cross-selling activities, utilizing our financial uh, data. Um, we... Um, also, in terms, we do uh, targeting initiatives with, I work with a group of partners and also with practice and practice groups, different targeting initiatives we utilize, and we develop sets of uh, companies to go after based upon what's available in our CRM system where we use contactees. We take that data, we look at it, we determine if there's any internal relationships that exist uh, within the uh, uh, firm that we can leverage. We also utilize social media, specifically LinkedIn, to look at uh, where there might be additional relationships that we can tap into that can help us be more than just what we call a warm call to this uh, to a particular target, but be much more of a deeper and more meaningful call where we can get the door open wider, we can get in there, and we can pitch the, our products and services to that particular client. It also helps us with any type of um, opportunities we might have with our current clients for people they know uh, from a referral standpoint to help us um, uh, expand our client base in that realm. And then, uh, obviously, uh, as Adam spoke, we use social media and specifically LinkedIn, and we have some people that are big super users on it, and I'm very, I encourage people to do that because it, um, it provides us an opportunity to become thought leaders out there. You uncover a lot of hidden gems and opportunities that might exist amongst your uh, group of contacts that you um, um, have connected with. And uh, we have people who have really done a great job, especially in an electronic payments practice, uh, where those people live on the LinkedIn uh, um, platform and uh, are able to um, develop additional relationships 
grow our client base, and be able to expand even our services to our current clients utilize. Thanks. So it sounds like, if I got that right, you really utilize it to better educate yourselves and your attorneys um, and enhance uh, relationships and communications with clients, correct? Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Adam, anything and to add? And it also helps. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Richard. It also helps in the fact that um, I'm, I'm a real big advocate with, um, especially the partners I work with, coming up with their list of uh, their top 25 or 30 contacts they follow up with on a continuous basis. And having both social media and the tools we have with CRM helps them expand uh, their ability to uh, follow up with these contacts in a, a much more meaningful way and uh, kind of lays out a, a more uh, deliberate schedule for them to be able to follow in terms of doing and staying in touch with those uh, contacts. And sometimes it expands that contact base as well of the ones that we really want them to focus in on. What types of technology should every marketing department have? I think that looking at technology is really overwhelming, especially if you are not a technologist. And so my advice is that there are really only two big ideas. There are two sets of technologies that are foundational and everything else is a tactic, okay? Our jobs as marketers is very simple. It is to do, it is to help get the message about our firm out and to find qualified leads and to further and further qualify them and track that. And so there are really only two major things that you need to look at. One is your prospect list, okay? So are there, and I like to divide the world very simply, you know, there are strangers. These are people who need our services who we don't even have a contact information for. They're friends. <laughs> they, they signed up for something. We have their email address. Clients, they've paid us money, and we've got loyal clients. And, and really, our job is moving people through that funnel. And we, there are a number of technologies and non-technologies that we use that are all about tracking that. But the whole idea of tracking that and keeping track of that is fundamental. And Companies, uh, firms often will do that with a CRM system, though they use any sort of, any number of systems to do that. But you really need to look at that as core to your mission in marketing. And I don't care if you do it with an Excel spreadsheet or you do it with a very, very sophisticated CRM. You should look at that as one of your core pieces of technology that you share. The other core piece of technology um, that uh, that is key is to understand your law firm, because when you're trying to communicate with your uh, prospects, right, you're trying to communicate the experience of your firm, you really need to understand it. The basic thing that a customer will want or a potential customer will want is they'll want to know, have you done this before? Do you have experience with it? How much experience do you have with it? Who are the people that you will promote? Who are the best people at your firm at that? So that's what's often called your experience database. And that, too, is a foundational piece of software that whether you, again, you do it in a very informal way, which is every one of your practice groups has their set of uh, different matters that they worked on, or you have a sophisticated database. It doesn't matter that those two things are key, and really everything comes off of that. Because if you think about moving people from, from through that funnel from being a stranger to being a client, Right? Part of what you're trying to do is you're trying to email them to let them know about 
alerts, to let them know about events, to let them know about things that might be of interest to them. And so if you really organize it that way, you really see what is primary and what is secondary. So when you ask the question about, you know, what kinds of data comes off of our systems, there are any, there are any, there's any number of data, but really the most important thing is, are we moving people through the funnel and do we understand, you know, are we doing a better job of understanding our firm? Now, my department, we use a lot of different kinds of technologies. Um, and um, we actually use technologies to track, you know, are we doing well as a legal department, as a legal marketing department? You know, we track the number of pitches we do. We track the numbers of things that, we, the, the, that we've won. We try to be mindful and constantly improve what we're doing. Look at our, look at our data and say, what worked well, what didn't? And that's really part of sort of a culture that we have of constant improvement. Um, and so I think that's another, another place that tracking things and looking at the numbers can help you. That makes sense. Rich, did you have thoughts Richard. on that? Yeah, okay. thanks. Um, just to build on what Adam said, because I agree, absolutely agree with everything he sent uh, um, there. And um, for us, one of the critical tools that we have is our, obviously our CRM system. Um, and, and the reason is, just as Adam stated, it, that's our repository for all of the contacts, our Rolodex, so to speak, in the firm. And so for us, maintaining that data and keeping it as fresh as possible is, is fundamental. And I, everybody I work with in terms of business development planning, um, I make sure that they're fully engaged in, in utilizing that system because that becomes their tracking mechanism for any type of engagement they have with their contacts um, and, for that matter, with the, uh, their clients. Um, also, um, it's um, good for us in terms of um, for cross-selling purposes as well. Um, I think um, I don't have it here, but we track it in different ways in an experience management database of some form. We utilize a, couple, uh, a different survey um, uh, software right now for a couple of our departments in terms of tracking our um, transactions and or litigation wins and or um, other types of work. So when that call comes or when somebody wants to know just what our depth of experience is, we've done, how we've done it, you know, uh, what is it like to be a Jaffe client, we have that available to us. And so I eventually would love to see us move to a more centralized system that can categorize it and um, make it much more organized than it, it currently is. But it's, we're a small law firm, and so you, you move in baby steps, and you keep moving in the right direction, and you target and pick the right types of uh, software you'd like to uh, have. And the other thing, too, we're looking at very closely is we, since we do have several of our people so actively engaged on LinkedIn, how do we make that uh, experience for them a little bit easier, not so time-consuming? And so we are looking at content repurposing um, software packages out there because I feel with the, the uh, not a huge investment to make, it can, uh, it can add so much more efficiency for the attorneys and make their life easier, and it also would then help bring others over there just sitting on the fringe of utilizing that type of social media. I think that that makes sense. I think the other interesting thing is as your firm 
gets larger um, as your marketing department grows, as you work to hire more specialists rather than generalists. It seems like then there's all sorts of additional technologies that are utilized, whether it's event software, proposal software, you know, PR media tracking software, um, email relationship management software, you know, nominations and submission, submission software. I mean, I think that there's lots of great products that are popping up because Again, as um, you both have mentioned, as the needs to make sure that you're making those internal connections and you're getting the message for the firm out there, you know, it's, it's really of having these specialized pieces of software, ideally that talk to each other, that really help you in your mission. Oh, I have All right. On, I think that's a great idea. Adam, were you going to say something as well? No, no that was great. All right. The, the next question I've got, and this one goes to Richard first, is how do you overcome lawyer skepticism to these new technologies? So I'm one of those people um, in dealing with um, my position reports to the uh, head of the firm, the managing partner, as well as a marketing committee, which is a subset of the board, our board of directors. Um, obviously, they're my first stop in terms of anything that I'm uh, planning out to do in terms of the um, Integration or utilization of technology or purchase of technology. Um, the other thing too is it's um, it we I like to prove it out and I like to go where you love. So you find those people within your firm who can truly be champions of what you're trying to implement and have them be the first ones to use it. And you you're usually picking those people that are not only um, ahead of the curve than anybody else, but also are um, considered kind of your leaders in the firm. And they have a lot of sway over what uh, happens in the firm in a more indirect way. And so you go there and you, you have them proof it out for you, which then makes it a, little, a lot easier to sell it to the firm. And obviously we have budgets and everything we have to live with, and you have only a certain amount of money you can spend. But where it truly makes sense, truly adds efficiencies, and it truly makes uh, the process uh, better, faster, smoother, um, you pursue those types of um, technologies. And I also call it, once you have that technology that's come in and you've started to implement it, the jealousy principle kicks in for, especially in my firm, when others are seeing what others are doing with it and how successful they're being, they want in on the party. And so they, you tend to get better adoption as it's moving through. And so um, that's the type of how I kind of uh, maneuver uh, through the uh, lawyer network at any law firm, which, you know, can be cumbersome and difficult at times. Uh, to say the least. <laughs> Adam, do you, have, <laughs> do you have anything to add to that? Um, you know, I think we don't seem to have this, the kind of fights about this that we used to have or reluctance that we had in the past. Um, and I will say a lot of the technologies that we're implementing are back-end technologies. They're largely things that my department uses. So. I don't really see the lawyer skepticism as a problem because I think uh, in this day and age, I think it was a much bigger issue three or four years ago and certainly further back. But in this day and age, you can't open a business publication without reading about any company that does all of these interesting things to analyze, you know, data and predictively figure out what to do next. As a matter of fact, enough pundits are talking about that analyzing data is so key to the future of companies that we don't seem to have the same kind of arguments that we had and, and, and skepticism that we had a number of years back. 
I think that's exactly right. And I, I think going back to your earlier comment is I think you get more skepticism if you're rolling out a piece of software that's more on the foundational level. If you are launching a new CRM or a new website or something that really will affect the attorney's day-to-day -day or hopefully will affect the attorney's day-to-day, -day, that's then where you do, to Richard's point, need those champions. You need those evangelists to really sort of speak up and say, you know, how it's worked for them. Um, and I, I think one of the things that we, we we've always done it in, in, in my groups is, you know, the WIFM, if you can sell the sort of what's in it for me to the attorneys that you need to participate in using it, it's usually a little bit easier for them to understand, you know, why it's a benefit. But I always liken it back to the, the iPhone releases. You know, you've got those early adopters that, on the you know, the six or the seven or eventually now the eights are going to buy it, be first in line and get it. And then, you know, you've got the people that come out for the S releases, you know, they, they wait for sort of them to work all the kinks out and then they, then they join the crowd. But regardless, um, I, I think realizing that one size doesn't fit all, and Adam, to your point, realizing now that a lot of these enhanced pieces of software really are being used behind the scenes, you know, in theory, if it's making everyone's lives easier, um, then it's that much better for everyone, right? All right, so mm -hmm. next question goes to Adam first. Um, what trends are you seeing in effective law firm websites? That's a great question, and um, I'm, uh, I, I guess I would question what we mean by effective. Is effective, are we, are, is it bringing in the business? <laughs> is it, uh, is it, uh, or is it, or is it far more basic? Is it viewable, right? Um, I think, I think you just talked about iPhones. Um, the, 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 I think the most critical things for websites these days is that they've got to be responsive. They've got to look good um, and, and, and drop out a lot of the unimportant data for phones and for tablets for all the different kinds of screens that we look at. Um, I've, certainly, um, I've certainly heard about and read about and, and uh, heard people talk about how uh, some of the newer websites will build personas. Um, for who's coming to the website, that they'll understand a little bit more about who's coming, and based on that, they will they will customize content. Um, I think my my skepticism there is it is a big effort for us to get a lot of our attorneys and our different practice groups to write stuff or to provide enough content. Um, and so my I guess my question is, are we you know is that really happening or is it a theory? I really haven't seen numbers that have shown that certain kinds of things actually you know get you more business. Um, uh, but uh, but I, I think the challenges there are very high, but I think the payoff is also pretty huge. Um, the, the other things that I would see in web websites, I don't think it's that new. Um, is just is the use of of media that bring that bring people to websites. So back, oh, gee, it's almost six years ago, five years ago, we we um, put videos on our website. We've produced over 300 videos, and uh, and video shows up very high in Google rankings. And so if you have a video, uh, you get a lot more pointers from, from Google. And we noticed as soon as we put videos on, traffic to our site went up 20%. But you don't have to do it with videos. You just have to have people who create new content constantly, right? That, uh, we have a blogger who uh, is responsible for nearly 25% of the traffic to our site because he blogs every day one of our attorneys. So the idea of fresh content and content marketing um, brings traffic to your site is it, uh, it's effective in getting eyeballs. 
is it effective in closing business? Um, I think that's, I think we're a little bit early in that, at least in the legal profession. I don't really think that we have uh, done the kinds of things that they certainly do in e-commerce sites to really track how that goes all the way through because, of course, we don't close a sale online on our website. I think that's, I think that's a really good point. Um, Richard, uh, thoughts on, and, and, and I think to, to go back before I pose this question to you, I think you're right. What does, what does effective mean? And I think effective means a lot of different things depending on what you're looking for um, and appreciate you raising that. Um, Richard, thoughts on what you think or what you're seeing in effective law firm websites these days? So um, it, it, it was great to see this question because one of the things that's going to be happening in the next couple of months from me is an RFP going out to redo our website, which is actually 12 years old, uh, built on the Word, WordPress platform, and it is in sore need of being up, of updated. And what I'm looking at, and so, which is a great opportunity to speak, is things that I, I, I see out there and have talked about are all the things Adam talks about. And obviously, content is the main thing. And what, two of the things we've been very successful with is we have two blogs on our website that do drive a lot of traffic. And the big thing I'm seeing, too, is um, everybody emphasizes putting, um, uh, making the biggest splash you can on your homepage when most of your traffic is not even coming through there. And so it's, it's realizing uh, where the traffic is going to on your website is where you spend um, um, more of your time than you would on other portions to really um, make sure it's top-notch. I'm also looking for difference. Um, I'm starting to see where uh, law firm websites are starting to look a little different and people are stepping outside of the box and they're doing some different things. They're reaching out from other industries and bringing in new ideas, this scrolling website and stuff like that to make it more interesting. And I, I think the third, mo third and most important thing is it needs to speak to the client experience. When you come, let's say, to uh, a Jaffe or an Alan Mackin's website, what does it say about your clients and the client experience and what it's like to be uh, a client of your firm? And you have to make it unique. You have to make it different. We have a brand new uh, branding initiative we went through. We have four foundational pillars. We really are building upon our entrepreneurial spirit and a lot of different things. And so we, have, we don't speak about, everybody can say we have the greatest attorneys in the world, we've won all the awards that you can ever win, but it has to speak to, okay, what is it like to be a Jaffe client? And so those are the things I'm looking for in websites. I've seen now uh, one of providers doing micro, um, microsite bios, which are really cool. I think the other thing too is that when you pull the, when I see a great website, I'm pulled into it and I want to dive deeper, and I want to go farther, and I want to learn more because they keep bringing up information that's very relevant to what's going on today and also speaks to me. And so that's what I'm looking for when I want to see uh, in terms of uh, a website. And then we went, I went through the double sessions at the LMA conference on uh, artificial intelligence, and I can see where obviously uh, websites are going to play a big role in that and the fact that they become the portals or the entryways into different things that uh, the whole AI issue and what that all means well. So yeah, it's, it's a pretty exciting time for uh, websites and Adam's absolutely right. Um, most, uh, was, I think the statistic was like 63% of people who are accessing websites are doing it on their mobile devices. So I mean it's, um, it's you know, the, the desktop I'm sitting at here, I have, my own, I have a laptop too, I mean is uh, 
I'm, I'm like a caveman when it comes to that because everybody else, I'm also looking on the web on my on my iPhone as well. So, I mean, it's it, it's definitely everywhere and anywhere that it can be. I think I think that that's exactly right. The responsive piece is is quite key. Um, we're at GT. We're in the process of rolling out a new site um, in the next few months um, that sort of checks all of the boxes of of what um, users are asking for these days, from everything from sort of shorter content to you know less clicks, more scrolling, because that's what the user at these days is used to. And I, I also think um, Adam, your point, or actually, excuse me, Richard, your point in terms of understanding where your traffic is going. That's where you're focusing your time and energy, that's exactly right. We realize 90% of our traffic goes directly to our attorney bios, and that's where we've been focusing a lot of time and energy. Uh, by the way, you want 90% of your traffic to go to the attorney bios because yes. those are the people <laughs> that are making up the firm, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, regardless. Very smart. Um, <laughs> but moving right along, um, this is our last question today, um, and I'm going to pose this, um, Richard, to you first. What advice do you have for marketers to stay on top of all the evolving technology? Yeah, and there's a lot out there for sure. Um, obviously, LMA has a lot of different, uh, inf a lot of information out on their um, the website with the body of knowledge and, and all of that sort of stuff. I'd be remiss if I didn't plug the fact that we, uh, the legal marketing technology conferences that are held in uh, the West, which will be in early uh, 2018, and then the Midwest in Chicago in uh, September of 2017, are uh, you know be day and a half of uh, real critical programming dealing with uh, marketing technology. And for the Midwest conference, our um, um, our theme is collaboration that works, and so it's the bringing together of uh, the marketing the CMO, the CB, uh, Chief Business Development Officer, um, with the CIO together and how that collaboration works, and even in the finance, uh, the CIO aspect of it. So it's bringing all that together, and uh, I think uh, those are great ways to do it. Um, I also will plug one other um, uh, publication I get on Fridays, and it's Attorney at Work. And I think they have some great stuff in there about technology and what goes on with that. Not all of it is applicable to what we do from a marketing standpoint, but there's still a lot of great ideas that come about that people um, uh, really utilize and look further into that uh, you may not have thought about. So, um, you know, as they say, there's nothing new under the sun, but uh, there's a lot out there in, in bringing it in one short and summarized format. Uh, these types of tools are really uh, great for that. Thanks, Richard. Adam, over to you. What advice do you have to share? Well, I would uh, agree, I agree with everything Rich said. Um, what, what I would say in addition is, you know, identify the key areas that uh, you think applying technology might help. And uh, we all get a lot of calls. We got all get a lot of people reaching out to us with different technologies. Um, take some of those calls. Um, Really, there's a lot evolving, and the only way that you can keep up on it is to see it and look at it. Obviously, you don't have time to take all of the calls, but um, you're often really surprised, and um, your biggest danger is what you don't know that you don't know. Um, and so my advice is to, to try to understand what's out there. Um, you know, take an hour out of your day or half an hour to get a demo to understand some of these things. These, these people, although they're selling, and, you, and if you are very upfront about what you need and what you don't need so you can limit it, um, they will educate you. So there's a whole market of people out there who are, who are there willing to educate you. You just need to take the time to pay attention. 
That's exactly right. Agreed. Take time to invest in your own, your own knowledge and career path. All right. Well, thank you, Adam and Richard, for your time today. Your insight and practical advice were incredibly helpful. In the wise words of Ferris Bueller that I will edit a little for our purposes of this podcast, life and technology move pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You miss it. We hope you enjoy this installment of the LMA's Body of Knowledge podcast series. The LMA is dedicated to serving you the best industry resources for your professional development, and we trust this information will guide you in the right direction. Be sure to visit the Body of Knowledge page under the Learn tab at www.legalmarketing.org to explore the BOK in more depth and to leverage additional resources. We look forward to having you join us on future sessions. Cheers.